I had a. Right, we, we just burned, caught Neil mid conversation. We burned all that gold. <laughs> I had earlier. I had a, uh, a a Baja Blast Mountain Dew energy drink. Energy drink. Yeah. I knew about the Mountain Dew. I didn't know about the energy drink. Yeah. Well, now they have a Baja Blast. They have the Mountain Dew energy drink line, and now they have a Baja Blast flavored one. It's called uh, like Amped or something. I think. No, this is no Amped was like their old school line. Oh. Right? God, showing my age. Don't mind me. Yeah. No, I remember Amped. I was there. I was I there for that, Amped. I, drank, I remember <laughs> Amped, the freaking snowboarding video game, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, this is just, they just have Mountain Dew energy now. And I think this is the only one in that line that is an actual Mountain Dew flavor. Like, they don't have, like, an energy version of, like, your standard Mountain Dew or Code Red. But they have a Baja Blast one. Uh, it It's good. If you want to, like, get fucked up on some Baja Blast, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's Pardon. funny. Pardon my language. I probably should ask if I can swear. I mean, you're good. I don't, but I tell everybody else. I don't care if you cuss. <laughs> it's going to, I mean, I it's going to happen. I have no yeah, manners. I have no podcast manners. I used to do underground rap interviews, so I'm not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I don't care what anybody does on the podcast, but yeah, in case anybody's wondering, welcome to Infinite Journeys. As always, I'm your host, Tony Z, joined by my co-host, Asher. Hey, how's it going? And today we have a very special guest. We have Neil from Mortal Pomp. Mortal Pops. <laughs> wow, it's gonna be one of those nights. Oh no! From Mortal Kombat Podcast, as well as Crew Expendables, I believe is your other one, right? Yeah, Alien Crew Podcast. Expendable. Howdy, everyone! So we've been pretty excited about this episode. This was the episode I told everybody was gonna happen like a month ago, and then I had to postpone <laughs> it. So we're finally and you, here. And you teased you teed it up on your last one too, and I was yeah, like, oh, oh man, pressure's on. It's actually gonna happen this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then freaking last week I got sick. I was like, "Oh, Asher and I are going to be covering As Dusk Falls on the next episode." And then I freaking got sick. <laughs> Recorded. Oh, no. So I was like, "Well, that's coming eventually, but I don't know when because I've only played like an hour of that game." It's going to take a lot of time. I've done the first. Uh, I think it's called book or chapter or whatever, and I think I'm like six hours in. So, oh, geez. Yeah, that one might but, not be coming then because I don't know if I felt like playing that much. <laughs> I purposely was failing quick time uh, actions to see you know what would happen. So instead of me oh, like man. going through them, I actually had to let them fail over time. So I stretched out my play time a little bit, but nice. some interesting things happened. We'll have to talk about that eventually. Yeah, I think I did the first like the first chapter, and that was about it. Because now all I've been playing is like I was saying before we started recording. I just been playing Wolfenstein. It's still playing Doom, even though I already beat it. Now I'm just nice. playing it again. Doom, Doom Eternal. Eternal, right? Yeah, yeah I don't think Eternal. I've jumped into that one yet. I, I was playing the previous Doom game for a while there. Yeah, what I did was I played Doom Eternal, and then I was like, well, I know that Doom 2016 is kind of like before this one, like I kind of need to follow the story. So I went back and played through that one and finished it as well. Yeah. Both Jump amazing games. Very Doom Eternal is way harder, though. Yeah, it's a lot of, well, it's fast, and there's a mm -hmm. lot of like parkour, jumping puzzle kind of stuff. Yeah. So, jump in is very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I just love chainsawing stuff and getting the freaking little glory kills. Speaking of chainsawing stuff, I just picked up uh, Evil Dead, the game. Oh, okay. that's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass now. I think it is. I thought I saw it the other day. I went ahead and paid for it. I'm a, I, I don't know why I didn't get it immediately. I'm not a big multiplayer guy, you know, in general, but I am a big Evil Dead guy. Like, I love the Evil no. Dead series. Is that one of those asymmetrical multiplayers like um, uh, Dead Dead by Dawn? Dead by? Uh, kind of. Yeah, it is asymmetrical. DVD. Yeah. 
but you've got you've got it's like teams still so like you've got teams of uh survivors right like you know ash or uh eric the red from army of darkness or the people from ash versus evil dead and then on the other side you've got deadites who are trying to kill like you're trying to complete a ritual on the survivor side while the other the deadites are trying to kill you i haven't i honestly haven't played a match yet like i played the tutorial I played one single player mission, got fucking murked outside the cabin, the Evil Dead 2 cabin, and then uh, had to do a whole bunch of podcasts in a row. So oh, I haven't really gotten to dive into it yet. I stand God. corrected. That was not on Game Pass yeah, before everybody sends me the tweets and screams at me. I mean, they can still do it anyway. I don't care. But sure. <laughs> I think it, it feels like the kind of game that will hit Game Pass eventually. Yeah, it probably. I mean, probably. everything now just comes to Game Pass at some point. Yeah. All right. So, Neil is originally here to talk about Mortal Kombat, but of course, we got to get to everybody's favorite segment, which is News Gone Wild! Yeah. But Asher, actually, you sent me a link earlier, and I went, hopefully you still have it, because oh, I kind of want you to talk um, about that first. Yeah, give me just a second. You, you, <laughs> you don't have one? it? I, I have it, I just have to pull it up. I guess I could just, you know, vamp like I am while I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I was scrolling through something, and this popped up at the bottom of an article I was reading, and I was like, man, this has got Tony written all over it. Uh, it says, bloated alien creature washed ashore in Australia, possibly identified. So this weird looking, like, oh God, let me see if I can find the picture of it. It, it, it was, was just weird looking. Bizarre looking, yeah. Um, nope, nope. That's that's a haunted mermaid. That, that <laughs> hey, that's it. right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, so it's like something that looks like out of the aliens franchise, like a xenomorph what? kind of thing. Yeah, my hey, that's right up Neil's yeah. alley. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it kind of looks like the the head, the whole like curvature of it, and how it's got the little jaw that comes out, but like if that was a tentacle coming out instead. Holy like, moly. It was weird. And I think yeah. they ended up saying it was a uh Oh, they said it was something. Somebody said it was a wallaby. I thought. <laughs> I, I guess it could be. But I've read like, through the article. Would have taken the arms and legs. I don't know. It, it, I think if that's a wallaby. It's an unfortunate wallaby. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think that they were saying it was in the water for so long that it kind of like oh yeah it up. And then I think they also said a possum. I, a I think it's way more possum. interesting to think of it as a xenomorph head. Yeah, I mean, I like that better. To be honest, <laughs> sounds way cooler. It was just bizarre looking, and it just—I was like, "Yeah, that Tony's going to enjoy that." Yeah, in my news, I have a bear ringing a doorbell at a South Carolina home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Everything I've been finding lately has been emus on the escape. Didn't we get an emu last episode, Asher? Yeah, it was all animal related. Yeah, and now there's more emus. Four escaped emus. Emus. Emus are on the loose in Danville. (laughs) I don't know which is funnier. Four escaped. Emos (laughs) Emos <laughs> or emos? <laughs> five emos escaped sounds- emos in a hot topic. <laughs> emos for next Mortal Kombat DLC. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> a four pack. A four pack of emos. A four it's pack just, of emos. It's just the members of Taking Back Sunday is DLC for Mortal Kombat. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it's the next, it's the next game for the next G Fuel energy drink, emos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about it earlier. If they got one for freaking every YouTuber out there, they might as well do emos. I think that that's just Red Bull. I mean, not to not to brag, but I was pretty heavy in the emo scene back in high school. You know, right? Uh, we, we had a good local emo emo band scene in Dunedin, Florida. Um, emo energy drink is just Red Bull. Like people just chugging Red Bulls like motherfuckers back then. 
I tr- I remember like it was like the first big energy drink. Yeah. So like I remember drinking it a lot when I was a teenager, and then as I got older, I was like, oh, Red Bull kind of sucks. Yeah, it like, does. Like, I, I think so plain. They were smart to not make it taste too good, so you wouldn't drink seventeen of them a day like I do with some of these other ones that taste good. Yeah. You know. Like, I, I I do like it because it's it's got the kick I want. You know, like sure. If I really need to pick me up, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna slam this Red Bull because yeah. I don't get too crazy on the energy drinks. Not like I used to when I was working third shift, but like, yeah, anymore. Uh, yeah, I can have a, a monster and I'm like, yeah, that was, that was fine. Or I can have a Red Bull and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. You pull that, you pull the big, the big boy out for when yeah. you really need it. Yeah. Speaking of Florida, Neil, I got two for you. I told oh, you specifically boy. I would find some Florida stuff. Yeah. I it hope it's actually- not about anybody I know. Well, it depends. It doesn't say the man's name, but in February, a Florida man shoved the crossbow in his pants. <laughs> I'm sure many people, many Florida men probably did that in February. I'm sure it was more than just the one guy. It, was he shoplifting or was this just like... I think it, judging from that, it looks like he's in a store. I'm assuming he was shoplifting. Okay. I didn't and know if just, this was just something he walked into the middle of the highway and was just like, and now I put the crossbow <laughs> in my pants. Like What, what? kind of... What kind of pants would you have to wear to fit the crossbow in it, though? Like those big cargo pants, maybe? sure. Or like kids would stuff a lot of stuff in those cargo pants when I was a teenager. Yeah, but a whole crossbow. Yeah, I a mean, whole crossbow. It's got to be like some like dickies, but like with the low crotch, you know? Yeah, so you which is also where you're trying not to shoot yourself in your dickies. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> of those old Jinko jeans. Yeah, you just like slip it like right up the leg, right? Yeah, like tape yeah. it to your ankle and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I've heard about people smuggling stuff, but it, it is a crossbow. It's not even like a gun. <laughs> like, yeah. Very strange. And other news on July 19th, a herd of grazing cows shut down this a stretch of Florida's turnpike, causing backups for hours. Well, uh, all, the, all the turnpikes here are backed up for hours anyway. Not really. So <laughs> this was just new. for a new reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe this happens daily. Like we, there's a, a section. I think it's where 275 hits I four, um, which is the main kind of interstate between Orlando and like Tampa Bay, and it's just called Malfunction Junction. Nice. Like that's just the local name for it. That's funny. We also have a owner searching for their missing zebra on the loose in Missouri. Y- you would think that would be easy to spot. Like, yeah, you would blend think. in with some horses or anything. It might blend in with some of the buildings since it's black and white. Oh, yeah. shit. The picket fence or something. Yeah, it just like hides <laughs> behind it. Could you imagine <laughs> just walking down the street and you're like, something looks off about this wall and it's a freaking zebra standing there? God. Perfectly lines up with the pickets. <laughs> you had to double take to notice a zebra. Like, yeah. that would be so confusing. Asher, what was the thing we did last time? It had to deal with the food. Was it donuts? Spelled out a grocery store's name. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about, I was like, damn, that's a lot of wasted donuts. Yeah, well, there's even a newer one now. 5,791 packaged foods spell out company's name for world record in Michigan. What a waste. Is the food still good? Probably not. Well, Well, it says it's packaged. Yeah, yeah, the donuts feel like a real waste. The question is, did they put them back on the shelves to sell or right. donate them to someone or did they just toss them in the dumpster i'm scrolling right. down to see if it tells package can still be you know a perishable right like right but it, the, but also it could just be like like hostess cupcakes or something that are those are going to be fine 
Yeah. Right. The products used for the word were donated to the nonprofit Buis Community Assistance Center. I don't know what that is, but so they really did waste them. They just donated them to a center. Well, it says assistance center, so maybe it's like a yeah place where and you can get food. Helpful donations, a food bank or something. Yeah, that's what I was because assistance right. center sounds like yeah. it might be something like that. I'm I'm like, more okay with this now. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually not too bad. I mean, those donuts, hopefully somebody ate them. Wait. Yeah, that's one of those things where you just have like the you like you tell the community, hey, we're having a donut day. Just come by and get a donut, you know? Yes. Yeah, you could sell that pretty quick, I believe. Especially in America. People oh, yeah. love their donuts here. Oh yeah. Yeah. In uh Philadelphia, my neck of the woods, well, not in Philadelphia, but I am in Pennsylvania. A woman returned books to the Philadelphia Library after 30 years. <laughs> Jesus, what are the fines on those? Yeah, what's the point in even returning them at that point? Just just capable. Yeah, because you, you hit a certain point where the fine is more expensive than just buying the book. And yeah, if you haven't been back to the library in 30 years anyways, don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, it's like when I forgot to return uh, the rock version of Walking Tall to Hollywood Video and they tried to hit me with like $60 in late fees. I just Holy stopped going crap. there. Yeah. I just stopped going there and then they went out of business and it didn't matter anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember back in the day when they used to have Suncoast and you could sell like DVDs back there? I used to do oh, that yeah. all the time when I was a teenager. I would sell DVDs there and I would sell wrestling DVDs to FYE nice. and make like hundreds of dollars at the time. And now I don't hear much about FYE anymore. So I might have been selling them more than I was buying from them. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're prices, toast, right? They're gone. I think they are. Yeah, their yeah. prices were pretty expensive too on some of them CDs. It was like 20 bucks. Every now and then you'd find something weird in an FYE that was way underpriced. Like, yeah. and that's when you like, you snatch it up, you know? Cause like, yeah, I think people could. would sell stuff to them that they would be like, I don't know, sell it for $5. It would be like some like rare, like fatal fury anime. And they'd yeah. be like, I don't know, five bucks. And that shit's like out of print and worth money. You know, I wish they were still around and they had the freaking fatal frame games. Cause those things are like hundreds of dollars now. Oh, PS2 yeah. era games. I used to love when places would have something up for retail, but like it, you just couldn't find it anywhere. So like other places are selling it for a hundred bucks and yeah, they've got it for like 20 or something. Cause that's yeah. what the sticker price was. Doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Everyone's out there to scam us, you know, it sure feels like it. I was Capitalism. just watching a video on conspiracies earlier and I was like, this one I believe is true. The one where they're constantly listening. Cause last week we were talking about, some local thing that was like Zito internet or something like that. Cause I have Xfinity and like 30 seconds later, there was a Zito internet advertisement on my phone. Oh, I got a weird story like that. I was several years ago, uh, a friend for my birthday gave me a bottle of, um, uh, a Japanese, like a Suntory whiskey. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, I forget the brand. Um, he just gave me this. And so he, on my birthday, he, brought it gave it to me we had lunch we opened the bottle had a little bit he went off to be a firefighter because that's his day job um my brother calls me later wishes me a happy birthday i tell him about the bottle of whiskey that my friend got me the next day i start getting advertisements for that exact same bottle of whiskey on my phone like yeah, on it's websites. so weird it happens all the like, time yeah yeah i'm like you can't tell me they're not listening i don't know why i did that accent that was weird <laughs> i don't know what that was <laughs> it was so hyper specific it was the same exact bottle and i was like why are you advertising this to me i have a bottle of it right like shouldn't you be advertising competing brands yeah you know? it's just like no you like this so we're gonna the, give you more the advertisement's like hey look you own this like basically that's what those targeted ads end up being 
right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is funny because they have the ability to get all this information about us and they still can't use it the right way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. true. But yet think- bears can figure out how to climb perimeter fences outside a New York prison. Wow, oh, I wonder who they yeah. were breaking out. <laughs> I don't know. It says shuttered at New York prison too. I don't know what that means. Shuttered. I think, uh, I think closed, that's closed down, down. Probably. closed yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Closed prison. That's well, that makes better. it not. Can I think imagine? it was cooler if there were still people there and a bear just wanders in when they're like in the yard. Well, that's I mean, the thing. Imagine being a crew sent in to like clean it up or paint or repair it or something. And you go in and there's just bears living there now. Yeah. What if it's it's a shuttered prison that's close to humans, but it's just a bear prison now? Maybe, <laughs> it's just like, bears. They oh, were God. climbing the fence to lock up another bear, right? I would watch that anime. <laughs> that would be interesting. Wait, cat food brand will let humans eat its latest fancy feast. I mean, don't tell me what to do. I'll eat whatever cat food I want. Yeah, were they stopping <laughs> us from eating cat food before? I'm pretty sure that's always something you. Could I don't just think do. they were. I just never right. knew anybody that ate it. <laughs> They're just endorsing it now officially. I mean, right. in freaking, we were talking about Wolfenstein earlier. It lets you eat the dog food for health. Sometimes you got to when you're escaping from a bear prison. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you got robot dogs chasing you, you might as well oh, eat God. the human dog food. <laughs> <laughs> We are giving yep. some DM out there some wild ideas for his campaign. Like someone is just <laughs> furiously jotting down notes right now. And in other news, biting, clawing, attacking monkeys terrorize a Japanese city. Jesus. That's just scary. Yeah, monkeys are freaking terrifying already. They're, they're scary. Yeah. And this one, it says the monkeys who target children and the elderly are trying to snatch Holy babies. shit. Biting and clawing at flesh and sneaking into nursery schools. To raise the babies as their own? Maybe. Sounds like a monkey gang. That's fucked. That, that went from like something I was like, aha, that's kind of funny to be like, if a monkey came at my kid, I yeah. would be <laughs> swinging on that monkey. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's not funny anymore. Like, my kid can't defend himself against you. I was just I saying that the other you day. The you could probably kick a monkey pretty far, too. If you I'd got be it willing just to right. try at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I normally, this- nah, but. <laughs> I saw this video one time of this guy that like pushed a monkey. It was like in one of those other countries where the monkeys are just like out in the wild and he like pushed it off a balcony and then it came back with like 10 other monkeys and started chasing it. Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is literally a gang and you just tick them off. Oh no. Push the it monkey pretty- sounds like a phrase. Like you're walking down the street and somebody's like, hey man, you trying to push the monkey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, California burglar bundle thief left keys inside crime scene? Like his own house keys? That's what I'm just, Let me click. I got to click on this because I don't know if it's worded right. I, I know that California burglar returned to the scene of the crime this weekend after he forgot his keys inside a donut company's corporate office. Oh, nice. no. Nice. The thief stole some petty cash from Johnny Donut's office in the San Francisco Bay Area on Saturday night. Hey, he should know better. You don't steal from Johnny Donuts. Don't steal from Johnny Donuts. No way, man. You're asking for for trouble. (laughs) They haven't identified him yet, apparently. It says the uh, police are seeking the public's help to identify the burglar who used an unknown tool to manipulate the office's doorknob and get inside. You mean a (laughs) lockpick? An unknown tool? Yeah, that's a bizarre sentence. (laughs) Just say a lockpick. What was he, MacGyver? What if it was like a toothpick holder? Like the big metal, like what if it's just a weird object for them? Like, I don't know how he did it, how he got in this door with like that broom handle, but 
he did it. Yeah, really, like literally. Yeah. A toothbrush. He like he just saw down the edge of the plastic toothbrush. He picked he, the door he, handle with it. He picked the lock with a PS Vita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even find those anymore. That actually goes way back to us having one where they were talking about people stealing cars with a Game Boy. Oh shit. Oh yeah, they were using. Oh, let's they see were if I using can find a that. Game Boy shell to keep electronics in that would like pick up your signal oh, when you uh, smart. Uh, did your, your car alarm and locked it. Yeah. So, you know, anybody would just see you, you know, hanging out playing on your Game Boy, but you're actually picking up the, the signal for their, their key. That's yeah, wild. there it is. That so, was so originally imagine, found on PC Gamer. I imagine that's like, we're talking like the old school brick, like Game uh, Boy. I, th- I think it was, um, you know, I don't remember now. I want to say it was the SP. Oh, Hang wow. on, I got you. I got you. Let's see if you both can see this. I found the actual article. <laughs> I just had to look it up while we were doing it. All right. Tony's either going to share the screen or we're all going to explode. <laughs> yeah. It seems like my computer is doing all right now. Oh, so. what is that? That's like the color, isn't it? That's not I even so. That's not even a Game Boy. That's, that's one of those. That's not a Game Boy. It's that's like, a, like it's an a Ambernick knockoff. knockoff or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a Game Boy with Xbox control. <laughs> Xbox su- buttons. Yeah, with the with the Supreme branding, that's kind of tight. So this like someone's like stuck a Raspberry Pi or some shit in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that happened apparently in actually twenty twenty one. So it wasn't eighty thousand pounds of, of cars with that Game Boy. Yeah, it was a trio. Wild. It's a device designed to look like a Nintendo Game Boy. We're in the wrong business. For real, this was, was in the UK. You guys Yo, the UK a, people are geniuses. Where are they start a up criminal ring? The three of us. Let's just start. <laughs> we we should probably talk about that off air. Nope, leave it in. Or we could we could start a boy band to call ourselves the Game Boys. Nah, oh I, my god! <laughs> yeah, I cannot. Why do I feel like that's probably already been done? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing a song. I can't sing. I used to rap, but I definitely could never sing. <laughs> probably like the hype man. Yeah, the hype man. We would need I, one. I don't even think I'm going to be good at that, to be honest. Like, if we're just three bad hype dudes. <laughs> nobody's doing anything. Actually. Yeah, we don't even sing. We just bring Game Boys out yeah. on stage and start. <laughs> we're just always getting ready to sing, but after this Pokemon battle. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so funny. A terrifying haunted doll changes its facial expression, giggles, and moves voodoo figures. All right, that's scarif. That's I was about to say that's scarifying. That's how <laughs> much that bothered me. I thought you were about to say that's a scarab, <laughs> like a Egyptian scarab beetle was inside yeah. of it manipulating. Is this on eBay? Uh, I don't there know. is a huge haunted doll market on eBay. Oh yeah, there it's is. It's wild. It's called Robert the Doll. Honestly, yeah, that doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. The fact that he has a name. Haunted Doll Robert, which inspired Chucky from Child's Play, is kept oh in God. a locked glass case for people's own safety. Hmm. Yeah, Wait, I'd stay away from that. He's been seen moving and contorting his face when someone in the room bad mouths his previous owner. <laughs> so don't talk about his previous owner, I guess. That's wild. Oh, this is in Key West. I've been there. Is it in Key West? I mean, it's the UK that's reporting on it. Yeah, yeah it does say, yep, Key West, Florida, 1904. Yeah. You said the real, you said the basis for the Chucky doll. I had to look that up because uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of dolls. <laughs> Not gonna so lie. am I. And my wife has this one like Japanese doll that has like kind of a geisha face and it still creeps oh, me out, no. even though I know it's not haunted. Yeah, they, creep, <laughs> like, they, I don't they like generally this thing looking at me. Can you turn it to look the other way, please? 
they generally creep me out but uh like i i was like i'm not watching those child's play movies for like a very long time because i'm like no i don't fuck with dolls Mm -hmm. those Um, i do love because they're funny yeah i'm watching them now they're really they're really good (laughs) they are they're like they're actually good and you're like i'm surprised how good this is yeah still still don't like dolls though definitely don't like robert robert can robert uh, the doll robert can go to hell yeah no i want him to stay in his glass if he gets to hell he might get out Oh, good point. That's Rob- true. Robert Especially- can stay where he is, but can we <laughs> yeah. black that glass out a little so we don't have to see right. him? Just Especially- I guess electrical tape. Well, why he- is he wearing a sailor outfit? Did you see a picture of him, Neil? <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a little little sailor outfit. Yeah, a little sailor outfit. And his and face looks like a freaking Jason mask to me. Looks like a, I think his it's head old. Looks like a potato. The more you uh, describe <laughs> it, the worse it gets. <laughs> his eyes bad. look like black-eyed children. He, They're like uh, beady little black eyes. I guess you don't want to black that glass out because then you won't know if he's still in there or not. Yeah, right? he might just get out. I oh, mean, if he man. can move around, he might dig a hole in the ground. Robert the doll for the next Mortal Kombat deals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. what was that game they did? That was the horror game Terror Drone. It was like the indie company that did it, and it was all the horror game char- or like all the what? horror characters, and it's a fighting game. What? I don't think I ever heard of that. Oh yeah, no. you can download it on PC for free. They did a second one recently. Terror Drone. Yeah, Terradrome. Reign of the Legends, it's called. I actually played it. It's actually pretty crazy. Yeah, Terradrome. Lie, the, no, like, Terradrome, the game Rise of the Boogeyman. I think Reign of the Legends was like a movie. <laughs> yeah, I got the oh Reign of the Legends developed. That's the next one. They're they're working. Yeah, on okay, that so one. that's the second one. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, first one it had Ash hmm. in it from Evil Dead. Gonna have to check this out later. Cause like I was like, man, they get all these cool guest characters in the Mortal Kombat games, right? Like you yeah. got like uh, Freddy Krueger in nine, Jason Leatherface in ten, the the Predator, the Xenomorph. I was like, just give me a game, and then like Terminator, RoboCop. They've introduced a whole bunch in eleven. Just give me a game with all of those guys, and then like all the like the Ninja Turtles from the Injustice series. Put all the guest characters in a game and let me play that because they get spread out over too many titles. You don't get to do like Freddy yeah. versus Jason. Right. Which I wish, yeah, I was wishing that with Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. I was like, I really wish Freddy was in this one. Yeah, that's 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 Hollywood studios and rights and all that messy shit. Dude, I'm looking at some of the pictures for this new one, and it looks like Mortal Kombat. Graphics. I gotta say, I'm a little self-conscious about how much I'm swearing now. I'm gonna try to tone it You're down. You're fine. <laughs> I haven't, honestly, I haven't even noticed. I haven't really paid attention because I'm so used to other people like at work and stuff, so I'm not worried about it. But they've got Dracula in the new one, apparently. Okay, everybody's favorite Mortal Kombat character, Dracula. And here's an advertisement that says King Kong. Well, he's how's he gonna fit on the screen? He's yeah, how is King Kong? It's not gonna. You gotta shrink the guy. Come on. He, I mean, he's there's Sasquatch. Quite tall. Oh no, that's Sasquatch. I just saw. Yeah, there's Sasquatch. But how are they? Doing? I mean, the the first one had like uh, Chucky was in it, which was hilarious because he's so small. How the heck do you hit the little douche? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also had like Candyman, which was pretty freaking cool. These are these are unofficial unofficial copies of them. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, because Slenderman is called Neverman, so I'm guessing well, Candyman must have called that. So it's like no, the generic the, Halloween costume versions. No, like, the uh, first one was the characters, and I think oh, that's okay. why they're changing things around for the second one because they probably didn't own the licenses for that one. Goalie like, it killer. Was Michael right. Myers, goalie and was, killer, uh, <laughs> and it was actually Ghostface from Scream was in it. Like they went by the actual names, and he had Ash Dang. from Evil Dead. 
feels and like a major had, d uh major uh cease and desist letters just pouring in by the day uh, yeah i don't even know there. if you could find it anymore it was like this like hidden thing that i had to download the one time on my pc i'm not sure if clown's you can still name find is it. this instead of it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that was actually really good <laughs> oh here we go here i got a list of the characters in the original you got leatherface oh i found it yeah leatherface freddy there was two different jasons you had pin it. You had Pumpkinhead in it, the freaking giant creature demon thing from Pumpkinhead. Wow, I never heard of this. Yeah, the tall man from uh, what the heck are this movie? Phantasm. I almost said Fantasia. <laughs> Phantasm sure. was such a weird thing when I was younger. Like I did not get it. Like I watched uh, horror even, movies, but I was so confused as to what was going on. Oh uh, yeah, it's even weirder when you go back and realize that the chick that was like banging the dude in the graveyard was actually the tall man the whole time and he just like shapeshifted into a girl to trick somebody and then kill them <laughs> wow i very never, disturbing yeah never knew that yeah it was that i never picked up on it when i was younger then i heard somebody talking about it one time and i was like there's no way this happened i looked up i was like yeah i guess it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> herbert west that was the other that was the one i thought was weird isn't he what is he from the dentist I'm trying to then now I'm just naming off horror movies. Whoa, what has this podcast become, Asher? We haven't even talked about video games yet. We, we've touched on a bunch of video games. We just have not been very coherent in a train of thought today. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that happens when I'm on podcast, by the way. Sorry. I mean, it happens to me <laughs> anyway, because I slept until like two in the afternoon today. So we're, we're kind of the caboose of your podcast train today. So I get that. And I already I mean, told Neil, I was like, honestly, I know you're on to talk about like Mortal Kombat realms, but I don't even know if we'll get to it. It might just be a conversation about random crap. And that's we'll pretty much about, where we are. <laughs> talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll come back on the show next week. Do it again. I mean, I'm I actually am curious about Mortal Kombat stuff because the last Mortal Kombat I played was uh-huh. Mortal Kombat Gold on the Dreamcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. You're and the so, only, I mean, I know there are lots of people out there, but yeah. in my realm, I'm the only Dreamcast guy. Oh, so, so good. Oh, this is awesome. I just brought two Dreamcast guys together on the yeah. podcast. Somebody uh, in my family bought me the game, but I didn't own a Dreamcast. So like, <laughs> I, I went and like spent the rest of my like birthday Christmas money to go buy a Dreamcast. Nice. And like most of the things I played were demos like uh, Tony Hawk yeah. uh, Pro Skater demo. Oh, uh, yeah. Slave Zero, I think was a demo. And then I had a, a VMU. So, so you're talking like the Dreamcast. You're talking like the Dreamcast magazine demo discs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have most of those. Yeah, God, it was, yeah. I awesome. really enjoyed that system. Oh, yeah. But for me, I think I played Mortal Kombat like once or twice in the arcade. Like, sure. Over the weekend on the NES or no, SNES, because yeah. I think that's where it really like the first one, because I rented it from like Blockbuster or something. And then the next time I played, it was, you know, on the Dreamcast. And I was so confused because there were weapons. <laughs> like, I didn't know half the characters. And man, yeah. it was just a wild ride. That's a huge, huge leap. If you went from the original Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo specifically to Mortal Kombat Gold, the upgraded version of Mortal Kombat 4 exclusive to the Sega Dreamcast, you, there's a huge huge shift in uh just tone and gameplay and everything yeah character rosters you name it i'll tell you an even crazier shift i went from mortal kombat 2 on the i had the genesis like that sega genesis nomad it was like the handheld yeah 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 so i had 
I had Mortal Kombat 2 on that, and then I didn't play Mortal Kombat again until Deception. <laughs> that was Holy a well, big difference, and I love Deception. Deception's like a great it. one. So you, yeah. you got in at a good time. I love that 3D era. Yeah, um, those are, I think Deception and Armageddon were my favorite because they had that whole vast, like, exploring, okay. which is why I wanted to talk about the realms, because I was remembering going to all the realms, and Deception was one of the coolest things I am to me at the time. Just in heaven right now. Somebody Mortal, else other Mortal than you Kombat Armageddon. Armageddon is my favorite Mortal Kombat game, and that is a controversial opinion, apparently. So, do people not like that one, or what's up? Yeah, with that? people don't like it. Like that. So there was this trilogy. It was Mortal Kombat five, six, and seven, right? You had okay. Deadly Alliance, Deception, yep. and, and Armageddon, and they came out. Uh, PlayStation Two, original Xbox, GameCube, except uh, Armageddon came out on the Wii, not on the GameCube. Okay. So it was that era of gaming, and it was like this revitalizing of Mortal Kombat, 3D fighting, you know, like full range of movement, multiple fighting styles for characters. A whole bunch of new characters got introduced in this yeah. era. But it kind of like revitalized the series after like Mortal, like one, two, and three, and trilogy, all very similar. Like once they hit three and, and trilogy, like the gameplay started getting kind of stale, and then Mortal Kombat 4 and Gold. Uh, not the best like jump to 3D that a fighting game series had. Like it really couldn't keep up with like Tekken and Virtual Fighter and other stuff at that time, right? Isn't that around right. when like Soul Calibur started picking up too? So oh yeah, was, like, I mean, yeah, different style been. of fighting game that people yes. were getting interested in. So like, so speaking of the Dreamcast, like Mortal Kombat Gold, Mortal Kombat Four was already like a year, almost two years old by the time Gold came out, mm -hmm. and it came out launch day of the dreamcast up against soul caliber oh yeah that, which is that'll give it problems. Just, destroyed i'm sure oh god because soul, yeah. soul caliber was huge yes uh yeah it came up against like soul caliber and like street fighter alpha 3 and power stone and a bunch of these like top tier i remember uh, power like stone. fighting games on the dreamcast yeah and, yeah gold just got buried like but but deception deadly alliance or sorry deadly alliance deception armageddon they like they 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 made them like premium games like they had extra mini games in them like cinematic openings just huge rosters extra yep. gameplay modes like really put a lot of effort into like story and lore and unlockables and all of that kind of stuff yeah uh, conquest was what just sold me on them i was like i still wish they had yes. that in the new ones because that was there's something about it to me it felt right. almost like an open world rpg game mixed with mortal Kombat, and you still had the fights yeah 100 percent um deadly alliance had a conquest mode that was just a train it was just training it was kind of like the uh weapons master mode i think it's called in soul caliber 2 oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. where you kind of go to the different you know I don't, I don't even know what to say just go to different people and like learn different fighting moves and do like fighting challenges and stuff so that was they did that in deception too that was what it really was that was conquest mode in deadly alliance in deception they make it an open world like adventure game where you're running yep. around villages as this kid named Shujinko who's on a quest from this quote-unquote god named Damashi to like find all of the Kamidogu of all the different realms and you travel so you're traveling all over like earth realm outworld chaos realm uh Saito you know nether realm all of these like different you know it's the first time you really get to explore all the different worlds in yeah. 3d on foot talking to people fighting people learning new moves uh, doing fetch quests and stuff like that, collecting gold to spend in the crypto unlock stuff. Really, really cool. Just open world adventure mode. 
And that's how yeah, the that story was... of the game gets told. And it was so um, cool. And Shujiko, <laughs> like everybody hates that character, but I thought him was actually pretty interesting of a character. I, I think so double too. check. We're still talking about Mortal Kombat, right? Yes, we sir. Are, yeah. <laughs> wow. The fact that they had an open world RPG, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Like it was, you know, PlayStation 2 era, the graphics looked kind of like PlayStation 1 graphics. And, right? Yeah. They weren't great. <laughs> yeah. And but like it didn't you can matter. You can, you run around these, these, these overworlds and they're pretty flat, but there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to interact with. And you can just basically all you can do is run around and punch people in the face. That was the funniest thing because yeah. you would just send them flying and like blood would fly. <laughs> yeah. And then talk to them and then you'd meet like Sub-Zero and then you'd go into like a training mode where you would learn all of Sub-Zero's moves. Right. And, you know, complete some quest to give you a Kamidogu or whatever. Yeah, like, Shinko was, was kind of yeah. like the character that just kind of learned everybody's moves and then could just do pretty much everybody's moves. Right. So did it still have like an arcade mode where you just, you know, battled? Yeah, yes. that was still okay. in it as well. Still had okay. your standard arcade ladders, had your versus mode, all of the, you know, staples of, of fighting games. Um, so cut to Mortal Kombat Armageddon. They bring back conquest mode, but they've changed it into a third person action adventure game yeah where hmm. you're playing as this brand new character again named Taven who uh is the son of Argus I don't know how deep I should go on this I do want to point everyone to a podcast episode I did exclusively about Taven yeah called, definitely go listen called to that. talking Taven because <laughs> I listened uh, to that <laughs> it was freaking hilarious <laughs> thank you um I'll just do the short version here he's the son of uh God and like he's he and his brother are supposed to fulfill up a, a uh, prophecy to stave off to either stop or um, what is it like to stop Armageddon, basically. Yeah, either they're going to sap everyone of their powers or they're going to kill everyone, like depending on like how the prophecy goes, uh, because everybody's fighting for power on this this pyramid. It's it, it makes little sense. It makes more sense in con- the context of the game than it does me trying to not go into like too much detail about it all here uh <laughs> I feel you. but uh part of this part of what they did in mortal kombat armageddon was in this was put every single character who's ever been in a mortal kombat game in the game as a playable character yeah right? it was insane so, it was probably i don't think a roster has gotten that size since it's huge it's it's literally everyone including like characters who had long since died characters who are only in mortal kombat uh, four before that, like Kai, yeah. um, Zombie Liu Kang, Zombie Liu Kang was in there. Which Chameleon cool. <laughs> from Mortal Kombat trilogy was in there. Like just everybody, and so because they put everybody in it, they then had to like cut moves from people's move lists because they're like, well, we can't do two fighting styles and a weapon style for everyone. So everyone just gets one martial arts fighting style and one weapons style, and we can't program a ton of fatalities in for everybody. So they came up with this thing called create a fatality. Yes, I was just about I was like, please get to the create a fatality because I always thought that was interesting, which people hate. But I like loved. Um, so it's basically a series of commands you input. It's the same for every character. That'll be like you go into like the whole finish him thing and the screen gets dark and you input a command and you like rip the person's arm off. Right. And then you input another command and you start beating them with their arm and then another command and maybe you draw your weapon and then another one and you cut their other arm off and then you maybe finish it off by like smashing their head or whatever. Like you could just chain together a whole bunch of like ultimately if you 
we're good at it like super humiliating like 10 yeah. or 11 <laughs> move like finishing moves on your opponent and just really really troll the hell out of them uh so i dug it but other people hated it they really missed the creativity of like the character specific fatalities and stuff so yeah i can kind of see both sides on that one and as far as I can tell, that's the only real complaint about the gameplay in Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Everything else, I think, like, was was better. <laughs> like, I think having the simplified moveset was better in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, because Deception having, what was it, like, three different fighting styles you could switch between yeah. in Deception? That got a little complicated. Way too much to learn. I think the Taven-based uh, conquest mode action-adventure beat-em-up was a lot of fun. It's infinitely playable, in my opinion. And the game also had the best uh, mini game out of all of the Mortal Kombat mini games, which is Motor Combat, a full-on yes. kart racer. It's freaking Mario Kart, but Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. That's wild. Like I wasn't expecting right. the RPG to begin with. I was <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, you had the- a Mortal Kart. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about the puzzle combat from Deception, which was essentially yeah. Tetris. But like when you beat them, it would do a fatality and like they would explode everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. like a puzzle fighter or like Poyo Poyo, except and then the Mortal chess combat one. characters. And then Deadly Alliance had chess combat. I think that was, um, that was in one a... of the other ones because I didn't play Deadly Alliance. So I think the uh, chess yeah. combat must have came back in Deception or Armageddon because I played a lot of it on there. Yeah, that sounds right. I think I think it probably came back. Yeah, it was cool because it was like uh, fighting game person, but all these like mini games and like side games, they sound amazing. They were like really taking a chance with them. That's what made Armageddon like, I feel like it may not be the best Mortal Kombat game. Like it's not, it's just not. I'm okay saying that, but it had a lot of stuff to do. So like, you know, back in whatever, 2006 or 2007 or whenever it came out, um, you know, you you and your roommates, you get bored of fighting each other. You do the cart races. You don't feel like doing, you know, versus player. You play the single player, the conquest mode. Like there was just a lot to do. Like you got a lot of right. value in the game, in my opinion. And, and it was all pretty well done. And then the roster was huge. They had a creative fighter mode. You could like make your own custom characters. Uh, yeah, just they just gave you a ton of shit to do in that game. And that's why it's my favorite Mortal Kombat game. That's really cool. I yeah. like that. And I think the reason this did you go to all the realms in Armageddon? See, I don't remember that one as much as I remember Deception. So you go to you start in Earth Realm, you definitely go to Outworld, you definitely go to the Nether Realm. I don't know you go to Order and Chaos Realm in that one. Yeah, that was my favorite part about Deception was Order and Chaos. Oh yeah. Which is why I think I specifically originally wanted to have you on to talk about Chaos Realm because I wanted yeah. you to talk about Havoc. Sure. I guess I don't know any like he was one of my favorite characters, but I never really learned much about him. I just thought he was so unorthodox and so freaking weird. Like a lot of his freaking moves were just like him contorting his body and stuff. I was like, who sure, is this yeah. guy? Yeah, let's well, dive in on this guy because I I can just feel the amount of Mortal Kombat knowledge that just wants to burst out of Neil. <laughs> you know, like I, I've been in that situation. I, I know the feeling. It, you, you know, let it out. Well, I do I could talk a little bit about Havoc. He's not amongst my favorite characters, but he is from this era of Mortal Kombat, the uh, the 3D era. Right. Uh, he is a cleric of chaos. He comes from the realm known as Chaos Realm, which uh, is exactly what it sounds like. Yep. It is just chaos. a realm like... It's just a realm that worships chaos just loves chaos um they don't 
what is the thing? They they basically worship water because they talk about how water has no form. Yeah, right? oh, so like it's everything like, is like just different. Like it's just yeah. everything's crazy and unorthodox. It's the ultimate like uh like oh okay, uh, water is the like the ultimate version of chaos because it just flows around everything and you know I, I think that there's multiple ways to probably read that. Like I think order realm could probably be reading that as you know the ultimate like uh symbol of order in the universe but whatever yeah chaos realm gonna chaos, realm, chaos <laughs> i wouldn't realm, be like, surprised if they both like, had just their own version of water <laughs> like if you dig into it enough like okay so maybe even seeing water as chaotic is the most chaotic thing they've done right yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's know? the craziest they're gonna get <laughs> who knows um so when you go to chaos realm everyone speaks backwards like that's how their language is depicted in in the game is just like kind of backwards just about talk. To say isn't something backwards in chaos where i'm like everything's back that was it, it was the language is backwards yeah they talk backwards um i don't know like what to really say specifically about how the realm looks it's it looks like an evil mortal combat realm it's like dark and red and there's just people everywhere there's a lot of like ruins uh, isn't there yeah. like a lot of like stone ruins and stuff that you're like crawling around yeah you don't you don't i mean it's not a very hyper like it's not a very super developed area of the game and it's not something we see in a lot of the games we mostly see like havoc and people who are from well yeah. i guess just mainly just havoc who's from chaos realm we but really haven't seen much of him after <laughs> no that there, i can remember no there easter were... eggs i think in mortal kombat 11 showed yeah. havoc in one of the uh one of the endings and he was uh, allegedly he was rumored to be DLC that got kind of canceled. I think COVID sort of messed up some of their plans for Mortal yeah. Kombat 11. Um, but so that's you know rumors. But Havoc did have a big role in the Mortal Kombat 10 comic books. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the fact that there are two Mortal Kombat timelines. Nope. Yes, I mean okay. I am because of. 10 and 11 like branching off too. <laughs> sure. So the the short version is Mortal Kombat 9 is a reboot where uh at the beginning of the game we're picking up at the top of the pyramid of Argus where Shao Kahn is about to defeat Raiden and cause Armageddon. Right. And Raiden sends a message back in time to himself prior to the first the to, prior to the tournament we see in the first Mortal Kombat game. Before he's killed, he just sends a message back that says uh, he must win. And um, that sets off a whole new chain of events. We pick up in Mortal Kombat 9 at that first Mortal Kombat tournament that we saw in Mortal Kombat 1. But because Raiden has gotten this message from the future, he makes decisions that kind of change the way events play out. And it starts in a whole new timeline. So Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and 11 take place in a different timeline than one through seven yeah and then 11 pretty much tells you that you could change the timeline as much as you want right and in 11 we learn 11 we learn that the timeline has changed like an infinite number of times that we just haven't even seen so but for all like intents and purposes there's two timelines that we've we've played through so part of what happened in that timeline reboot is characters like havoc and realms like the chaos realm and stuff largely got forgotten um, they don't really show up in the games and the modern games or anything. Um, That's so what kind of sucks. I kind of wish they would. Yeah. So like the, there were plans to kind of bring more of that stuff in that I think, you know, the, who knows if they're actual plans or if they were just rumors. 
Yeah, but, like uh, I know they still kind of factor Adenia into stuff because it's like a major right. player, but like, yeah. those other like more obscure ones don't tend to factor in. Yeah, they held it tightly on the classic stuff and kind of dropped the things that popped up in uh, Deception, Deadly Alliance, Armageddon. So yeah, it was unfortunate. <laughs> because Havoc was introduced in um, Mortal Kombat Deception, I believe. That was the first time I saw him, but I never played yeah. Deadly Alliance, so I'm not, I'm not I sure think if he was he's in there or not. in Deception first. I was just looking at his wiki yes. entry. Yeah, he didn't get to do much because the timeline reset after Armageddon, right? He was just um, just a dude who loved chaos, as far and as I know. his body. <laughs> yeah. That's all I remember about his moveset. Yeah. I don't think I was ever actually able to do anything with his really attacks. Really wild. Like, he, his appearance. His body around, like, a, you know, around, like, the uh, midsection. It's like a yeah. little, like, tornado and stuff. Right. His appearance is cool. He has like ripped part of his face off. Yeah, he's like half zombie. Like looking. around his mouth and nose, it's just like exposed like skull. Um, because like I don't know, it's fucking cool and chaotic, dude. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, it's chaos. <laughs> yeah. So when he wasn't introduced in Deception, um, that was a game where the uh, Dragon King Onaga, the former ruler of Outworld before Shao Kahn, was. Uh, the deadly alliance of of Quan Chi and Shang Tsung was trying to resurrect him. That ties into Shujinko's story uh, as well of the conquest mode, collecting all the uh, Kami Dogo and things like that. Yeah, doesn't really resurrecting I mean, him himself by accident. I can I can talk about what those are, but I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> we could always bring you on multiple episodes and just do like lore and discuss specific things. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm always down for that. But what's interesting is because like the weird battle lines had been drawn between Earthrealm and Outworld, like like Shao Kahn had been defeated at this point. Uh, uh, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi were kind of at odds with each other. It was these weird alliances. Uh, when Chaos Realm was introduced, like their only enemy is another realm called Saido, which is the Order Realm, which is just like a realm full of like losers who like rules. Yeah, right? that's literally all. It's just the police realm. <laughs> it's yeah. just the cops. <laughs> but uh, so you hear chaos and you hear chaos realm and you hear havoc, a cleric of chaos, and you think, all right, this is going to be kind of a bad dude, right? But surprisingly, he was opposed to the resurrection of the Dragon King because he thought that the Dragon King would bring too much order to Outworld and he thought everything needed to be more chaotic like it was under Shao Kahn. So he was like, fighting against the resurrection of this big villain. Right. Just 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 as a demonstration of where this guy lies, like pure chaos, like just wants to spread chaos. That's all. all that's <laughs> Havoc's whole deal. That's that's it. So like in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, he uh, I don't think he has anything storyline wise, actually storyline wise in conquest mode. I think it's a double that you see. But like he's obviously trying to like get in there to help cause Armageddon because that would just be like the most chaotic thing, dude. Right. Not a whole lot to say about him in the in the timeline where he actually showed up in video games. That's kind of unfortunate because he was such a weird character that you kind of wish they would have done more with him. Right. Well, uh, enter Sean Kittleson, who wrote the Mortal Kombat 10 comic book series. Ah, uh, and he made Havoc a huge player in that. Like, that's pretty cool. I don't know if you've played Mortal Kombat 10. I did. It, it opens with like a, 
a scene where Johnny Cage and some of the special forces people are going into defeat to stop the resurrection of Shinnok, which yep. um, uh, Asher, you might remember, is the plot to Mortal Kombat Gold on the Sega Dreamcast. I don't <laughs> honestly. It's so long ago. <laughs> Poor Asher. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, they succeed in doing that, and then the game jumps ahead like a number of years. So the story mode for that game jumps ahead a number of years. So at that same time, DC Comics was publishing a Mortal Kombat X. I say Mortal Kombat 10 a comic book series that tells the story of what happened in this time jump. And in this story, Havoc is like a major, major player. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I I can't tell you what his I, I just want to say his motivation is always just to like Spread chaos. <laughs> spread chaos, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, that I, seems fitting. Right. So the the kind of short version of what he does is he. Have you guys seen the new Mortal Kombat movie? Yes. Nope. Okay. Have you seen Mortal Kombat Conquest? I uh, I know I have because <laughs> I, I have okay. the DVDs. I've seen some of the Mortal Kombat stuff. Like I, I can never remember what it is I've seen. Uh, right. I, I think it's cool. I just never got into it. But part of it's because sure. I never realized there was so much story. Like there's an unfathomable amount of story. It, there is. <laughs> there really like, is. We're, we're talking about Havoc right now. So I looked it up his Wikipedia entry, right? And I scrolled yeah. through it and it was relatively quick. But then like some of the other characters that like you might know from like early games, like Scorpion, his oh. Wikipedia entry is like, oh god, like 10 times as long like it could go on it's forever crazy yeah yeah so. sure and then you get into like different versions of these characters that show up in non-canon things like the tv shows and the movies and stuff i mean and, let's be um, honest conquest is the best place of mortal Kombat merchandise when it comes to television and movies but 100 percent of it it absolutely <laughs> is that's inarguable um and i've seen and watched and read all of it so <laughs> yeah i've watched it all i haven't read all the comics but i found like a few of them at one time oh, like boy. digitally and was falling down that rabbit hole as well yeah they're uh they they were out there welcome pretty quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyway so the reason i brought up mortal kombat 21 and conquest is because i think those are the only two non-game adaptations where a character named reiko has shown up reiko is one oh, yes. of the uh outworld warriors in the new movie and he was in three maybe three episodes of mortal kombat conquest but he was introduced in mortal kombat 4 aka mortal kombat gold on the sega dreamcast yeah i remember him yeah and he was like shao khan's general supposed to be just like a smart dude who um uh just really wanted to be like shao khan and in mortal kombat 10 shao khan has been defeated he was defeated at the end of mortal kombat 9 he's just gone right yep so Reiko, not really knowing what to do or where to go, ends up getting baited by Havoc. Havoc approaches him and he's like, hey, there's a prophecy about you that says that your blood is going to rain. Uh, so I'm going to take you and I'm going to use the Kamidogu uh, and Im- imbue you with blood magic, right? Uh, blood magic is just basically... Um, magic that uses blood sacrifices and stuff like that to do evil things it's not you know it's not magic (laughs) it's not like it was kind of defined in this comic book series right it's not something that pops up a lot in games i got kotal kotal khan uses it in the new games he uses blood magic for some Uh, of his moves scarlet scarlet is the embodiment of the blood 
of blood magic, I think. Like that's yeah, all that's she, why I that's her that's whole like deal. All she uses. <laughs> she yeah. has blood, basically. Right. So, um, basically, Havoc is going to use Reiko uh, and this fake prophecy to just um, cause chaos. Uh, he starts collecting allies. Like I think he collects Goro. Like through Reiko, he collects like Goro and Melina and all of these people as allies. I just got to review these notes a little bit here because I feel like I'm going a little off topic. I mean, it doesn't matter. We go off topic every two <laughs> seconds on the show. Yeah. I'm trying to remind myself what his end game is, like his ultimate end game. Chaos. Um, <laughs> That's sure. That's all I get out of it. <laughs> but like at some point, he sort of, what does he do? Well, it feels like um, there's deep deep waters here and you know it's not so much going off topic as it is just like you're trying to like sail the edge of this ocean you know yeah <laughs> right it is yeah it's um, a havoc tsunami <laughs> <laughs> that's the wild thing too for like this being a smaller character that was in one game and that he's tied to so much stuff and i know like you said he's he's a bigger player in the comics and everything like it's just it's it's wild how rich this is you know yeah that's pretty cool how much they expanded on it with the comics as well by like sure. factoring him in like that the, the more um franchises need to do this with the shows and the comics and everything even if they don't do great because it, it's just really revitalizing to like a fan base you know being able to enjoy something you know like a, a game series through a different media you know getting these like you know getting a book or you know comics or something to let you delve into that like yeah you, you're gonna play mortal Kombat because it's punching and kicking and bloody and you know fatalities but once you start playing it you get to a point where you either want to know more or you're going to put it down and the people that want to know more they're going to go into the comics and stuff right, right. they are yeah for so, sure so basically what uh havoc ends up doing is he he i guess we got to talk a little bit about the kamidogu the kamidogu were basically like the seeds of all of the realms i'm not going to go into like the deep lore about them but in this, right because it gets weird because I remember one time yeah. they were a bunch of knives and then reception yeah, in, they were like symbols. In this series, they are daggers and they are basically daggers that have the ability to like kill gods essentially. Okay. So, um, but they can also they are also what are used largely for blood magic, right? right. So he's sort of like infected all of these uh, these. Uh, Kamidogu. So it's it's turning different people evil. Like it's corrupting Raiden. It corrupts uh Sub Zero. Like he's using the blood magic in the Kamidogu to just like start corrupting all of these, you know, characters and causing like causes a character named Fox, who was invented for the comics, to just like get possessed and kill all of the Shirai Ryu, which is Scorpion's ninja Holy clan crap. that he is like like recreate, like like reformed after kind of regaining his own like humanity. Um, Interesting. yeah and then uh, he's pranking Reiko with this false prophecy to give Reiko like the power like ultimate like blood magic but it like I think it like really fucks with Reiko's bloodlust and like he can never like get enough and then I think he just kind of explodes or some shit Holy, that's <laughs> definitely Mortal Kombat right there yeah just explodes it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. Reiko's just like a chaotic dude. 
Yeah, I never really got like much backstory on Reiko. I always thought that he was just kind of like a background character. <laughs> he kind of is. So like he does He's, like whole... second fiddle. Here it is. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into all of this. I get. I mean. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have this like massive binder that you've pulled out <laughs> on like, one character. Like the the shelf behind you is just the, the like tome of Mortal Kombat lore. It's actually not too far from the truth. I am holding volume three, the final volume of the Mortal Kombat 10 comic books, Blood Island here, which Amazing. is. Uh, yeah, so we're seeing Reiko. They're seeing we're seeing the prophecy where people are sacrificed to give him ultimate blood magic. We're seeing uh, that's just beg- insane. Just like, begging just the for more. And then we're seeing him tear himself, literally start tearing himself apart and like die. Oh, and so he essentially uh, does a harakiri. Yeah, well, he starts dying, and then it looks like Havoc comes up and pokes his eyeballs out with his thumbs. <laughs> Havoc rip, fashion. Rips his head off and crushes it. And uh turns out all of this bloodlust was to summon the return of the amulet of Shinnok, which is the final Kamidogu. I do remember that. So yeah, just a big, just a big chaos plan by Havoc. So it seems like know, Havoc man. wanted to bring Shinnok back then. He did. He didn't I want to bring it, back the Dragon King, but instead he wanted to bring back Shinnok. In this timeline, yeah, he wanted yeah. to bring back Shinnok. And I think the reason for that is because he had made a deal with Quan Chi um, to get powerful blood magic. He was going to trade the amulet to get... That's how he got all of this blood magic knowledge in the first place, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> don't you guys talk about this on your show, actually? Because <laughs> I know you, uh, you've you been covering the comics on uh, PodQuest. But not, the can- but not the canon comics. Like I, This Mortal Kombat oh, okay. 10 series is arguably canon. We cover the nonsense, like the the... Malibu comics, right? Yeah. Which did kind of dive into this. There's this miniseries in that. Those are non-canon. They make no sense. They're made in the 90s by a comic book company that barely knew what they were doing. Uh, right. Having, having also read their Street Fighter book today. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> they were the ones that did the Special Forces line. They did Special Forces, Blood and Thunder, Battle Wave, Goro, Prince of Pain, a three-issue miniseries where Goro gets taken to earth realm and then taken to some other realm and he gets pitted like in a weird like pissing match between a god of order and a god of chaos uh (laughs) that's so weird thematically related i guess to order realm and chaos realm in that way right yeah yeah goro prince of pain yeah yeah, that sounds like if um, Mortal Kombat was picked up by Disney and they wanted to run a Disney Plus show. <laughs> the god it's, of the god of chaos is just havoc doing cosplay. It, uh, <laughs> it worse worse than that. It was a guy who looks like Joker with long hair. Um, and the a, Joker and a, from the Justice League movie <laughs> and a trench coat. Um, and it's his name. It starts with a Z, uh, and it rhymes with maggot. It is a very difficult word to say that is weird yeah not even gonna attempt it <laughs> not not gonna attempt it just because you never know with audio right yeah you know <laughs> you don't want that coming out wrong no i mean it's the same thing with that street fighter character actually if you pronounce his name wrong sure well you can just go you can go sagat with that that's, that's a how i always did it to get away with but with mr z uh not so <laughs> mr much. z now it sounds like you're talking about me <laughs> <laughs> Are you the god of chaos? I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, and then and then the god Ask of order. Tomorrow. 
the god of order in that was named Abacus. Abacus. Oh, just I hate Abacus. that. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, like, that's, I get why, but I hate it. That sounds like a bootleg Elden Ring boss. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I thought that that was kind of an interesting, like reading the old Mortal Kombat stuff. Uh, like that was made in like 1995 and then it was like very clearly dealing with some themes that came up in the 3d era with the idea of the chaos realm and right the order realm there have been like a number of other instances where i found we have found things like that like you know in the defenders of the realm cartoon series there was a, a character named ruby and another character named zara i think um both of which kind of were rivals for kitana kind of like precursors to like tanya from mortal kombat 4 yeah right? also, um, she was also in 10 wasn't she she's tanya. also in 10 i believe yeah yeah since she was in the the 3d era as well uh there's just seems like there have been a bunch of times where this non-canon stuff has sort of maybe informed decisions they made later on and like to be clear a lot of it is just trope stuff, right? Like a battle right. between order and chaos, a, a battle for balance, all of that kind of stuff. That just is going to pop up in like fantasy stuff, right? And like evil versions of characters is going to, it's going to show up. Um, yeah, like Dark Raiden was kind of destined to happen. Sure. And and happen over and over again. Like that's happened. Yeah. That happened in, that seems to be happening at the end of like the Raiden and Kano miniseries. Also uh, played a big part in, uh, deception end of deception in armageddon and then in mortal kombat 10 as well like, i kind of mortal kombat i feel like it started happening mortal kombat 9 too pretty much anytime he fights luke kang he's going down that path yeah yep definitely started i think it probably started happening and I, I can see that yeah in nine yeah but he went like full dark raiden with the suit and the red lightning and everything at the end of 10 I always think that's the coolest thing because it's like um, we're not just going to like change the way it looks but his lightning is going to change colors as well. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was, that was cool. so cool. I thought it was cool in Injustice too because I think he cha- you could change the color of his lightning in that. Oh yeah. Which was or Injustice 2 is what I was referring to but sure. Um yeah, I don't know. I got I mean I kind of boshed it on the Havoc story but I'm okay with that. I mean it's like... all good. <laughs> Like, I was uh, like, what is he going to find? Because I knew nothing about, like, I just thought he was cool that he contorted his body, and that was all I came with. I mean, like, the, the truth is there's just too much to talk about. Like, yeah, like, the short version is he pranked Reiko into uh, uh, thinking he was going to get to be a blood god in order to uh, kill him and help awaken the final Kamidogu, which was the, the amulet of Shinnok, so that he could get blood magic. That's the short version. Other yeah. characters got involved, and that's where I got kind of twisted. Was trying to figure like, okay, so when did Melina show up as Reiko's ally, and then get, you know, why was Goro there? Like that's the stuff that honestly I don't think yeah. it really matters. Havoc just know. wanted to be the next top pranks prankster on TikTok and YouTube, so he just <laughs> <laughs> an elaborate play. Yeah. I feel like then, this is a perfect time to throw out there that if uh, you feel like you know one of us has said something wrong or that uh, Neil made a mistake here, leave a review and tell us about it. And then uh, <laughs> you, know, you can be the defender of the lore realm. Sure. Defenders of the lore. Oh, oh Neil, no. there's your next pod. Yeah, I'm kind of already doing that, but only with lore that nobody cares about. <laughs> like, 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 uh, like Mortal Kombat Conquest. Like, uh, which is a shame. Defenders like said, of the single realm. Single best piece of Mortal Kombat. Best Raiden is Mortal Kombat Conquest as well. I would, I 
I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but it yeah. is a good show. Yeah, originally I would have I would have said the 95 Mortal Kombat movie rating, but once I actually sat down and watched the entirety of Conquest, I was like, dude, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. Jeff Meek. Fantastic. Jeff Meek, fantastic as Raiden. He's just so douchey, but it fits perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. Yeah, he's got gym coach energy. Yeah, and then like you then you play the games again. You're like, you know what? Raiden's kind of douchey in the game. So I think he nailed it. <laughs> Raiden's kind of incompetent in the games. That's the one thing I've learned. Like he, yeah. every timeline we've seen, he ends up screwing up and making bad choices. Like, yeah, he ends up messing up somehow. Except in Mortal Kombat 11, was kind of cool that he just like puts himself in the Luke Cage. He can't get out of his own way. Is the is the problem? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, it's been long enough. There's no spoilers here. Mortal Kombat 11's been out for a while now. I really yeah. dig the. I really dig all of. All of the new games. I'm really into it. Like my my soft spot is definitely Armageddon still. Right. Um, That's like mine with Deception. But but uh nine, ten, and eleven are are excellent games and the story modes are great. Like people are always like like people even if you don't like fighting games, like you should check those out. Because the way the story plays out in those is it's really cut well scenes, cutscenes that then transition into one on one fights. Right. Yeah. So like so it's like you're watching a long movie and then just like going into fights, you know, and, and you can't actually do cool that as well because there are people that just collect all of it into like a movie form on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You can just watch it all on YouTube, but I suggest, you know, supporting the developers and paying for the game. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. That way we can keep getting more amazing games like this. Yes. What if they what if they like decided all of a sudden they were like, you know what, we're going to scratch everything and we're just going to remake Deception over the game. I would honestly be cool with that. Like, I would be so happy. Or just do a spinoff, one spinoff game that's just a conquest mode, and I'd be happy too. Sure. Well, they kind of did that with Shaolin Monks. Yeah, I remember that one. I never got around to playing it back in the day. That was PS2 era, right? Yeah, it's pretty great. It's a kind of a retelling of Mortal Kombat 2, like picking up at the end of Mortal Kombat 1 and then into Mortal Kombat 2. It's a beat em up platformer. You can play as Liu Kang or Kung Lao, and there's a co-op mode that uh, I have not yet to play, but it is supposed to be very fun. Yeah, um, I always heard it was really cool. It's a hard game, but like once you know what you're doing, it's 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 just you know you can like pull off crazy combos and fatalities and stuff, and just have a blast playing it. And uh, once you beat it with like with Liu Kang, I think you unlock scorpion and then when you beat it as uh kung lao you unlock sub-zero i think that's the oh order. interesting and you can play through the game as those two characters it doesn't change anything about story or cutscenes or anything but they have their own move sets and yeah, their move sets fatalities and everything it's very fun probably the best most successful like turn mortal kombat into a non-fighting game thing that they've done out of like the three standalone adventure games it's easily the good one you yeah know? Yeah. They should. Well, the, the other thing they could do is just a collection of the mini games, like the puzzle and the cart. <laughs> just have yeah. a collection that's all of those on it. Yeah, I that, own that. Would be awesome. All of these, and I would pay for it again, like I would. I'm just that kind of dork. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if the mini games, the, the side games, were out on like Steam or something, or I could you know get them on my Xbox, I would probably yeah. do that. You know, we could get puzzle combat, chess combat, uh, uh, motor combat, motor combat. Yeah, no. I have a question because Mortal Kombat's been around long enough that it went through the same eras that all the other people did where card games, you know, when Magic the Gathering was kind of coming up and, you know, you had 
werewolf card games and you know uh there was a D card game was there ever a mortal Kombat collectible card game yeah i am uh not even kidding you holding a deck of Mortal. Kombat oh that's freaking awesome game. because i didn't know this either oh oh neil you're cutting out <laughs> See, we we've reached our limit. We we've gone too deep into the Mortal Kombat obscure, and yeah, it's we've... just sucking him in. Or or Havoc has decided to pull him into the hey. chaos realm. You guys there? Yes, yes we sir. are. I don't know what just happened. Uh, something like froze like crazy. <laughs> I was thinking Zoom is like you've exceeded an hour. I don't care that you pay for us. <laughs> We're just gonna start cutting people off now. So my computer is not responding. I don't know how I'm connected, but oh, here, here we go. There it comes. It's coming back. I was going to say, All I right. can hear you now. You cut out All for a minute there when you were talking about the cards. Hmm. See? There he goes again. We started and, and your computer just gave up on you. Now yep. Niels is like, you know what? You're you're done here. This is wild. Hold uh, on. I'm probably going to be the next. <laughs> yeah, Havoc knew we were going to talk about him on this episode, so right, it's creating right. chaos for the podcast. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Holding on. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I'm cutting none of this. It's all staying because I'm too lazy to edit. <laughs> if someone has listened to multiple episodes and gets here and goes, "Oh man, I why why didn't he cut that?" Like I don't know what to tell them. Yeah, they should know by now that I don't cut anything. I just leave everything in. All right, I, I think, think there's only one time that I cut something, and it was when you had like somebody yelling in the background. Yeah, <laughs> and I tried to cut it out, and even then, I only got that one part. And I think I'm good. Streaming. All, all right. right, all right. You sound good to me. So, so I am. Card I am game. holding a deck. It's uh from Brady Games, seventy seven ninety nine USA. I think this came out in nineteen ninety five. Okay, that's even uh, cooler. Mortal Kombat card game. Uh. This is a red border edition, 60 card starter deck. I have never played this game ever. Yeah, it sounds I've, like it's still wrapped in the cellophane, honestly, the way you're describing it. It's not. It's open. Okay. Okay. Um, I got a couple move cards here for Sonya and Scorpion. I, I don't know anything about this game, but I do know that it exists and I own it and I want to uh, read the rules and figure out how to play it and talk about it sometime. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if yeah. you and Corey just like did a game session. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat card quest that would re require international travel because he, he I live in Florida and he lives in uh, Canada so oh yeah you're right <laughs> but if we're going to do it for anything it should be that right or you just freaking do it on zoom with a video <laughs> um outside of this this Brady games you know clearly a cash in you know uh trading card game from the 90s in I want to say 2004 maybe 2003 whatever year deadly or uh, deception came out there was a card game i want to say score published it called epic battles they had i think a tekken 5 set a street fighter 3 third strike set and a mortal Kombat deception set of that's cool of like starter decks and booster packs and stuff and it was a one-on-one -on -one fighting like you you'd play the game as if like it's you know simulating a fighting game style in a card game somehow so you could do a street fighter crossover with mortal Kombat if you wanted to right right you know what they should have done mortal Kombat, but there's rock'em sock'em robots oh hell yeah they the 80s done but that. due to mortal Kombat characters that would sell like crazy i think yeah i'd buy that i'd buy it now i'd buy it now <laughs> yeah. yeah um 
then uh to finally cap this this conversation off uh I don't know who owns the license now, if it's if it's Jasco or whoever it was, but the Universal Fighting System game uh, that exists that had a Street Fighter license, a Soul Calibur license, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, Mega Man, you name it, uh, also did a Mortal Kombat 10 set. So there are technically three different card games, like Mortal Kombat card games you can play. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't even know those were in existence. Was that worth the the t- technical difficulties that interrupted me just getting right to the point on all of that? I mean, it wasn't my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like th- that the card game itself is like a gem. You know, like, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I would have. I, I was kind of throwing it out there because it felt like everybody was getting in on the card games. You know, sure. So, yeah, I, I've also I, got a Tomb Raider card game so. sitting next to me. Oh, Tomb cool. Raider. Yeah, that game. Yeah, I definitely dude, wouldn't have seen that coming. I, I bought three Tomb Raider starter decks because that game, it's like a board game in a card game. Like they give you a little miniature Lara Croft and it comes with dice that you have to roll and, and shit. That's crazy. Like, it seems like a real, real game. I'm surprised. Um, you know what? Somebody's going to do a, like a, you know, those podcasts that do like Dungeons and Dragons, but they make like their own stories. Yeah. Somebody has got to do a Mortal Kombat one at some point. That would be pretty cool, actually. A, a Mortal Kombat RPG. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. I know some people who are like trying to work on stuff like that. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Someone out there listening is going to do it and then let sure. me know when you do so I can listen to it. <laughs> there you go. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. We went on for quite a bit, actually. Was, <laughs> we went on longer than I thought we would, but uh, I kind of like that sometimes. We got to uh, have Neil from actually, Neil, just go ahead and plug both your podcasts. Sure. Real quick. How long has it been? Uh, uh, hour and 10 hour, minutes. Hour and 10. Hour and 15. Okay. Yeah, because we were a couple minutes after nine. I mean, now my clock says ten twenty-five, so I was thinking an hour and a half, but it might be less than that. Sure, I started. I started rolling a backup recording. I always do, and I'm at an hour eighteen on that. So I might have started that a little bit before you. That's possible. Anyway, because we did talk before we recorded as well. Uh, okay. So plugs. <clears throat> clear my throat. Have a sip of this uh, Miller High Life. Hold on. <laughs> You're good. Uh, yeah, I do a podcast called MK PodQuest. It is all about Mortal Kombat TV shows, movies, uh, comic books, books, anything that is not a video game and non-canon specifically. I don't know why that's the rule, but that's just what we decided to do. We decided that there were enough other people covering canon stuff that it didn't need to be us. Right. Uh, do that with my friend Corey. Uh, you can find that. Just go to our website, mkpodquest.com, Twitter at mkpodquest. Find links that way. I do another podcast called Crew Expendable, and that is a deep dive into the Alien franchise, like, you know, the Alien films, novels, uh, video games, with a little bit of Predator thrown in when necessary. Right. Uh, actually, the, the next episode of that is going to be Archie versus Predator uh, issue number two. Followed by Prey, an episode on the new Predator movie coming to Hulu August 5th. Are you going to so, do uh, the Batman Aliens crossover? We are going to do that eventually. Yeah, we're nice. going to try to tackle all the crossovers. The, the goal with that show is everything in the Alien franchise that we can get our hands on because there's just so much. Yeah, know? there's actually a lot. Yeah. So you can find that show at crewexpendable.net. We're on Twitter at crewexpendapod, which is uh, clunky. <laughs> I mean, it actually sounds kind of cool if you ask me. <laughs> it, it works out. It's growing on me, you know. 
Um, I'm on Twitter at Final Neil and Instagram at Final Neil Retro. I collect old video games. I have a pretty large collection and I post that there. Uh, that's really awesome. Uh, big Sega collector, mostly. Um, Dreamcast, Saturn, Genesis, Game Gear, you know, Sega stuff. Oh, Master System, of course. Yeah, Master System. Uh, Nomad. <laughs> I don't have a Nomad, no, unfortunately. I think it's like impossible to find. Like, I wish I still had mine when I was a there's kid. A- there's a couple of local stores I've seen them you know, like on the shelf, like in the glass case, not like on the shelf. Yeah, like, like in the special. They're around. They're a little pricey. Yeah, they're pretty uh, expensive. And that is Neil with an A N E A L. The proper way to spell it. Yeah, I'm gonna spell it wrong in the title. Please don't. <laughs> uh, no, I would. I probably would had I not said that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, I just like I'll just spell Asher wrong too. Just spell everybody's name wrong. Sure. <laughs> in the description. You're right. But Neil, any, thank you. Any, uh, you do any aisle and then I S H E R. You just switch all the A's with I's. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And I just do let's see, I just spell my name backwards. <laughs> Zony T. <laughs> oh, there we go. Let's just spell everybody's name backwards and nobody will get it until they listen to the episode at all. It'll be like chaos, chaos realm. realm shit. Oh my god. <laughs> that could actually work. <laughs> Just a quick note, I might actually do that now because it was kind of clever and I kind of liked that idea. <laughs> but Neil, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It yeah, was a thanks, blast. Thanks Weird for having me. I'm glad, again. glad we finally got to do this. And yeah, I'm down to come back whenever. Yeah, that, yeah, that I was, was awesome. It was yeah. probably awesome for you since you don't really cover the games on PodQuest and now you got to actually dive into yeah. some of the game stuff. I like to talk to talk about them on occasion. I do. Um, you know, I'm gonna, can I throw out one more plug? I'm not sure when it's coming out. But, oh yeah, uh, throw as many as you want. I don't care. <laughs> I, I recently did an episode of another Mortal Kombat show called Combat Time, Combat with a K. I uh, I've been on their show before uh, a few times. What did I do? I think we did. We talked Battle of the Realms, maybe, and then all of the fighting game movie adaptations, like the, the Tekkens and everything, all in one episode. And oh, that's just, pretty cool. They just had me on for a Mortal Kombat 4 slash Mortal Kombat Gold episode that's not out yet, but should be out soon. But they go in deep on a lot of just Mortal Kombat things in general, like from the music to the controversies around the violence to like replaying the each game in the series and like really deeply analyzing it. So go check out Combat Time as well. That's a, I think I have them on the show. list because of uh, you talking about that you were on yeah. their show. I think I checked out maybe now I've gotten the freaking unfortunate issue where I can't listen to any podcast anymore because I'm wearing a freaking new machine at my job. So I'm like, well, I can't use my headphones now. (laughs) Oh, boy. So that's been fun for the past week. Like, I think the I think the first like four days I got like nothing done on the machine. And I was like, I'm going to do something. (laughs) There you go. I just texted my boss. I was like, look, I can't get this thing going. And finally, on Friday, I was like, hey, I finally got it going. (laughs) I think we'll be all right now. Just but retain yeah, that knowledge through the weekend. I doubt it. We'll see how Monday goes. Because it's, <laughs> it's like a wheel. Like, I work in a print room. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But it's like a wheel printer. And the other ones that we use are conveyors. Oh, so it's like a completely different process. Oh, geez. And it also depends on, like, the screen that you have. Like, they can, if you don't put it in the right spot, then it doesn't print right. And it's, like, freaking annoying. But <laughs> I finally made a new one on Friday and got the positioning right. And I was like, yes, now let's just hope this doesn't, like, tear <laughs> go bad on me fingers crossed thoughts and prayers <laughs> yeah thoughts and prayers 
Neil, I appreciate you showing me that um, Mortal Kombat is basically an iceberg of lore, you know? Something that I thought was mostly just a uh, fighting game that got a couple movies and a comic book actually has a lot of stuff to it. Too much. Some would say too much lore. (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) It's like the more you start going into it, the more you start finding. Oh, yeah. Those are the fandoms I like best. When you, yeah. when you can just dig and dig and dig and just keep finding more. Every rock you overturn just has a, a juicy morsel. Sure, yeah. Juicy morsels. That's what Ju- they'll make. They'll, <laughs> that's what they'll make the next grocery store sign out of. Juicy morsels. Jesus. Juicy morsels. <laughs> that's what that's what you're left with after a fatality, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Gross. Especially or one of the Harakiri ones from yeah. Deception. There you go. <laughs> you might be you might be left with several. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for this episode. As always, keep leaving those five stars and those reviews. I think the last review we got was from uh Javier from Nerd Talk Plus. Mm-hmm. I think and we mentioned that he finally gave us a new one because we harped on him on the one episode that his oh, yeah. that his review was for Tamriel Journeys, which doesn't exist anymore. He he's just re-upping his review membership. It was funny because he he had gotten around to listening to that episode, and then right when he did, then he decided to leave a new review. <laughs> so I don't think he had even heard it for like three weeks after we released the episode. But yeah, that's gonna do it. As always, uh, actually, I forgot our outro. Oh, when you're gaming, your journeys are always infinite.